it's always good to learn. Um, you know, you want to learn from the past and mistakes and successes you had, but it, what's, what's really important for our group is we got to stay present. We got to stay in, in, in the moment as far as, you know, each practice, each game, uh, continuing to, to, uh, work on our execution, our spacing, defensive coverages. And, uh, you know, you hear me talk about those things a lot, but that's because it's, uh, it's a simple truth of how you get good in this league. Uh, you become consistent at doing those things well, uh, and then wins will start taking care of themselves. So, you know, as far as, you know, X's and O's, it's more about just getting a better understanding of what we want to do and how we want to do it on both sides of the court. And what I'm really looking for is for these guys, our players, uh, just getting as much uh, experience together as possible. And, and, you know, having Marvin back, uh, you know, watching film with Marvin, coaching him, he's, you know, to me, he looks so much further along right now, even though he's missed a lot of the season than he was to start the year. But but now it's about getting a, a flow. And Grant, you've been around this game a long time. You know, uh, you know that you know it's it's one thing to to draw up a play coming out of the timeout. But in the flow of the game, teammates need to know each other, and they need to know you know strengths and weaknesses and where they like the ball, and, and start to kind of manipulate how other teams are are defending them. And the only way to get that type of connectedness is to play together, practice together, three-on-three together, all those type of things. So I'm really excited to kind of get that going, uh, you know, more frequently now that we got some of these guys back. You know, you talked about Marvin Bagley. Uh, You would know this a lot better than I do, but I think he's got special written all over him, and what he needs is reps, and that was what you were just talking about. Could you explain to the fans when you talk about defensive coverages? Because we do see some lapses, and you've got now guys that are playing, such as Marvin, that haven't had a lot of time with the other teammates where maybe they don't know how to read one another yet. They don't know you know, which coverage to call out. Can you talk about that process and how much when you sit down with a player like Marvin and you watch a lot of film, how much can he learn from that? How much does he learn from going through that process? Well, to, to, it's different for everybody. You know, I've, I've, I won't call out any former teammates, but I've had teammates that, for example, would come into the triangle offense and, you know, they would pick it up pretty quick and pretty easily. And then I had other teammates come in and it would take them two years to figure it, to figure it out and eventually right. they everyone figures it out it's just at different you know people pick pick it up different people learn different but i'll give marvin a ton of credit that he's putting in the time in the film room he's putting in the time and in the weight room and when you're hurt that's all you can do so his understanding of what we want to do has come a long way but now it's about doing it on the court because you know a lot of times in practice things are set up perfectly. You know what we're doing. The cover, the drill is set up to work on something specific. Then you get in the game and it's an offensive rebound. There's people guarding in different areas and it's the chaos, the randomness of basketball is happening. And that's where you have to still be able to execute your coverages and your communication to your teammates. And if you're just at this level, a split second late on any of that, that's what will lead to a you know, an open three or a a late rotation where somebody gets a layup at the rim instead of a defensive stop. So it's, you know, it's a fine line in this league with him. He's done, uh, he's done everything we've asked of him. And like I said, the more reps he can get at it now in the game, game speed against different opponents each night, 
the faster he'll get, he'll understand everything, the better we'll become it. I thought De'Aaron Fox was sensational the other night in the game against Dallas. I thought he's played very well as of late. To me, he looks like to uh, back to where we thought he was going to be. And when I watch him play like that, it's just kind of like reinforces like, wow, what a huge loss it is, you know, when he's not on the floor for those 18 games. As you look at his development in this third year and you look at how well he has played recently, what's his next step? What's the next uh, the the evolution now in his growth. Where would you like to see him get to? Because I again, I, I thought he played great the other night. Yeah, I did too, Grant. I, I, I'm seeing the same thing you are, and uh, as a coach, it's really exciting. Um, you know, I know, uh, you know, with him, it's it's okay. Now the next step is doing that consistently. It's doing it. Um, you know, every night we play, knowing the other team's main objective is going to be to. To, to stop to stop him, to not let him get in the paint, to not let him create for others, to not create the pace for us. So other t- teams are going to be game planning to take all that away from him, and he has to continue to find ways to get that job done no matter what. Um, and, and, you know, from there, as he's doing that and playing the way he did play last night, it's continuing to get a greater understanding and awareness of what the defense is doing, when to get, you know, belly a shot uh, kind of to orchestrate the the game and create opportunities for his teammates um, as well as staying aggressive to score for himself so it's it's slowly you know starting to try to master that uh, ability to just just run a team and run a game from when to be aggressive when to play make uh, you know those type of type of things that that great point guards in our league have Luke, as we sit here uh, some 24 hours before the game tomorrow, do you expect to have Bogdanovich on the court? And if so, how will you implement him back into the lineup? Yeah, he, he was full go in practice today. Um, you know, and I would expect him to play them all. Uh, you know, so we'll, uh, if everything continues on playing as far as, you know, he feels good. We landed in Utah. I told me he feels good still as long as he feels good tomorrow. Uh, he'll be a go. He'll be on a minutes restriction. Um, but besides the minutes restriction, we're you know it's like you said when the, the halfway point of the season, it's he gets on that court. We're gonna we're gonna run plays through him. We're gonna um, you know we're gonna use him as often as we can. Um, with him being such a big part of what we we're trying to do here, we're not gonna we're not gonna ease him back into it other than the minutes uh, that he that he plays. Luke, uh, you probably know this without me telling you, but uh, we get a lot of calls on the struggles that we've seen this year from Buddy Heald because last year he was just outstanding, and he just seems to be in, for lack of a better term, a slump right now. Um, Is he trying too hard? Is he trying to do too much? I mean, as a coach, what is the message to Buddy Heald, and what is it that we can tell the fans? Because at times, you know, he's got so much talent, he's such a great shooter, but the game is not there for him right now. What do you see in his game, and what do you think it's going to take to get – him going yeah i think and you know i think it's it's you know it's something that happens in this league and and when you have the year that buddy had last year you come in uh the next season and i guarantee you every team we play against is game planning against buddy way more than they were before which is a credit to him which is you know because he had the success he had you know you watch our games now and teams are teams are top locking him when he's at the half court some nights, you know what I mean? Sure, so sure. they're doing everything they can to not let him 
get any open threes. That's what we want because it should create open opportunities for other people on our team. It means that Buddy is doing his job. And now it's for us, it's about, all right, Buddy, this is how they're guarding you. This is where we're going to be able to take advantage. We're not going to fight that pressure. We're going to, you know, use that pressure against them and bring you out on the other side. Um, I think as now we have Fox back and we're playing faster again, he'll get more looks and transition where you can't really get your defense set. Uh, and then the understanding of, hey, if, if they are that committed to take me away, then part of my responsibility as a teammate is to use that to get my teammates open, whether that's setting back screens for other people, um, you know, whether that's just staying spaced in the corner. So when, you know, let's say, for example, Marvin and De'Aaron are in a pick and roll and the tag man is supposed to be Buddy's guy, he's not leaving Buddy so that Marvin or De'Aaron gets a layup at the rim. So it's, you know, it's, I understand uh, how hard Buddy works and I understand how bad he wants it. Uh, but part of it is, is continuing that type of mindset, but also just kind of relaxing and letting the game come to you and, and, and being ready uh, when those opportunities are there. Tomorrow, a uh, Jazz team that had their uh, double-digit win streak snapped uh, last night to New Orleans. They're very good at home, 15-3. and three. And then you go to Miami. We know it's a five-game trip. So, you know, again, this thing's not easy to start off the second half. But this Jazz team, what what is the – because I, I don't know where to start with this team. Do you start with Gobert in the middle? Do you start with Mitchell? I mean, what, where, where, where is this team prioritized from an from a opposing coach's point of view when you take on a team like this? Yeah, I'd, I'd probably say it starts with Gobert because, you know, a defensive player of the year type of guy that they've built. Sure. You know, we talk about building our offense around De'Aaron, and uh, they they built their entire defense around this guy, and he, he does an amazing job of just making you take tough shots, and they funnel everything to him. Uh, it slows you down. You don't get to create those same opportunities when you're playing other teams, and, you know, you – when you challenge him at the rim, he's as good as we have in our league at blocking shots and rebounding. So, uh, you know, I'd say it starts with him. And then offensively, he's really, if you look at his last couple of games, I mean, he's, he's scoring the ball. They put him in a ton of pick and rolls with Mitchell and Ingles. And he, he's so big that, you know, he puts, he puts a lot of pressure on that rim while uh, – skilled players like Mitchell and Angel are coming downhill or stopping behind screens to shoot threes. So uh, they have a lot of really good players. They're playing at a very high level right now. Uh, but to answer your question, I'd say that it starts with, uh, you know, Rudy Gobert factor. Last thing for you, and I hope you don't mind me asking about a player on another team, but, you know, you spent, you know, three years with Brandon Ingram and, you know, it wasn't easy for him. And I know that you, you're a teacher and you love working with young players, but is it got to be a great sense of satisfaction to see how well he's playing now? I'm so happy for him. I, I really am. And it's, you know, it's one of those things. It's, it's a tough world we live in now. And people, sure it to, is. you know, love to judge players, especially when players are coming to our league now at, you know, 18, 19. I think Brandon is 22 maybe. Uh, and he's been in the league three years. Um, but when you, yeah, you get to coach players and you get to teach them and you see them picking up concepts and then to see it start to work out for them uh, is a, is a lot of fun. And I'm, I'm thrilled for Brandon. He's another guy that has an incredible work ethic. And it was one of those things where every day in practice, you see what he's capable of and you see him doing it. And you know, it's just a matter of time before that starts to translate to, to the court. 
and he had moments like that when we were with him in L.A. He had stretches like that. Um, but now that he's been able to, you know, stay healthy and, and kind of ha- take over his own team, uh, he's doing an amazing job with it. And, uh, you know, it's a, he's got a very bright future, and I'm happy for him. Well, you know, that's well said. One other thing on that, because I, I, I deal with this a lot, and I, I think sometimes fans, it's all now, now, now. And you certainly know a lot more about basketball than I do, but I've been doing this for 32 years. I've seen a lot of players come and go. I really think Marvin Bagley is special, and I think he's going to be there, but his injuries have held him back. Do you see some parallels with what you saw with Brandon Ingram early in his career and what you're seeing with Marvin Bagley? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's there's no question in my mind that Marvin Bagley is going to be um, a very special player in this league. And it's been unfortunate that he's, you know, he, he got hurt. He's he's very young. Uh, he hasn't had a ton of opportunity yet at, at, at this level. Um, but the way that he works, what he's capable of doing, um, how coachable he is, that's another thing that him and Brandon have in common. They're, they're very coachable young men which is what you, you know, you want to see. Um, so it's, it's just a matter of when, and that's, you know, you know, a matter of when, and then, you know, obviously things have to work out, staying healthy, all of that type of type of stuff. But yeah, there's, there's definitely some uh, things that they, they have in common that as a coach is easy to notice when looking at the two of them. Luke, I enjoyed it. Thank you very much. We'll see you tomorrow. Really appreciate the time. Yeah. Anytime. Appreciate it, Grant.